naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Eddie Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hello, hello. That was kind of strange. That was kind of wild. That was kind of an interesting um, start to our show. Never, <laughs> never did it like that before. So hopefully we can get on track here. Let me see. Make sure. See if I can get back in here and do the welcome everybody to our show because that was kind of bizarro world. It was kind of we're gonna go off world here in a minute. So. That might make sense to what we're doing. All right. So, to the intro. Naked. To the show. Shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Eddie Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. All right. I'm not sure what had just happened, <laughs> but we must have traveled interdimensional doors or something to get to this place. Whoo, man, we need to burn some nice warm wood for that one because I calm myself down just a little bit. I had two Skypes. I, I opened up Skype window and two Skypes open. And um, that's never happened before. One was dialing and then the other one was dialing. I don't know. I don't know, my friends. I don't know what that means. And, you know, sometimes there is no explanations for why things happen the way they do. They just do. And you got to roll with it sometimes. And uh, make sure i got all my settings set here on my microphones because I am working alone today. So, there we go. Yeah, that's better. I can hear myself a lot better now. I was a little concerned there because I couldn't hear myself. But... A little bit of warm oil, just, just rub it all over my body. Yeah, it feels good. Okay. So, guys, hi, how are you? Good to see you. I'm going to light a candle today. This candle is um, is also a remembrance candle. We try to light a candle every week to remember our loved ones and those we've lost, either recently or somewhere down the line within our you know frame of our existence. And them sharing with us, you know, their their moments with us in life. So this green candle represents growth, luck, tree, plants, all, anything that has to do with nature. And also it's about money, success, and also this is, the green candle is good to light when you have uh, senses of urgencies of jealousy, when you're jealous. So if you ever have, you know, that jealous feeling, whenever just light a green candle, kind of grounds you 
So for those of you who know anything about grounding, uh, Mother Nature is a good grounder, so green is the grounder for our show. I'm going to light it. Okay, as you can see. Very good. I'm going to set it up here real quick. Light it. Dip it. And let it stand on its own. While we're lighting, usually that, this candle will usually burn out completely by the end of the show. It's my my clock of sorts, I guess, if that's the way you look at it. And uh, we're going to put it over here so it's kind of out of the way. And give thanks to that. Very good. All right, guys, how are you today? I hope everybody's doing well. I hope you are all you know, receiving what you need to receive today. Um, it is Monday, and it is the 18th. Yesterday was Father's Day, for those of you who celebrate those types of holidays. I tend not to. I don't like to commercialize um, holidays as much. But it is a time to remember the people, especially if it's a father figure who was in your life and they're no longer with us, and some of us never known our fathers or have an idea who those people are. And sometimes our mothers are our fathers at the same time. So we give thanks to the mother who played the role as father as well, because sometimes that happens in our world, and vice versa. Sometimes the father plays mother as well. So we want to give thanks to those people, recognize them and their accomplishments and the things they do to rear our children. And um, today was kind of an interesting day because, um, I don't know, I was just I was just going through the music selections that I wanted to pick for my show, and then I just kind of went off veered off a little bit and I ended up on on YouTube and uh, on YouTube I ended up finding um, songs that I wanted to hear during the summer things that I wanted to listen to and um, things that I was kind of connected to and um, then I found this Depeche Mode song uh, I forget I think it's called Enjoy the Silence I think it's I think it's called that and it just really rocked me you know for most of the day I was totally just like I was not, I don't know, it was just, it just really moved me, made me cry, made me, it really opened up the chakras in my body, it really released a lot of energy, it helped me release a lot of anxieties and worries and frustrations and things that I've been kind of running into and the feelings, um, you know, because the grieving process is unique to everybody and I, I'm finding that there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm uncovering and I'm doing and uh and I I tell you it, it it was just it was a difficult part of the day and I ended up meeting up with my friend Jan and we talked a little bit about it and she's like you probably need grounding and I said I probably do you know I probably need a little grounding and um so you know we went outside to her yard hung out a little bit and talked and brainstormed about things since we don't we we work on projects together we're partners and in a metaphysical business that we have, holistic business we have together. So my sage place, for those of you who are not aware of that. And uh, so it's nice to talk to somebody and just be able to just bounce off things with them and talk to them about how you're feeling. But um, yeah, but uh, today was a little bit um, of an interesting day for me. I was just kind of remembering my mom, you know, for those of you, a lot of you who know me, my mom was a, a big part of my life. She was a big, uh, big teacher for me. She shared a lot. She taught me a lot. Um, this is the reason why I'm on this path because she she really believed in what I did. She believes in what what we do, 
as a family and our traditions and stuff. And she really encourages, you know, that to, to continue. And so for me, that was vital, superly vital to carry on that legacy, carry on that, that, that journey with my mom about what, you know, what, why our family's about and what we do and what, how we share to the world in, um, in our tradition, in our Native American tradition, we are, um, we're not like other traditions where they're very closed and they're, they're not, they don't like to share. And um, Peruvian uh, Native American spirituality, we're all about sharing. We're all about going out to all the four corners of the world and sharing our rainbow message. You can see the rainbow tapestry behind me. And, you know, the whole reason that we, we share our story is so it never be it would never be forgotten, you know. We we learned a long time ago that if we entrusted our gifts into just one person in in one group, that you know that group may not share. That group might decide that you know they're not going to share it. That it's it's not good enough for somebody else. But you know our <clears throat> our tradition said no. We're we're going to go share. We want you to learn. We want you to be connected, and we want you to do it right. And we want you to create your own medicine from that. But we also want you to share it. So you'll see a lot of you'll see a lot of uh, a lot of reasons you'll see a lot of reasons why people who are Peruvian you'll see a lot of them. They're very jolly. They're very uh, musical oriented. They're very um, talented. Apart from their shaman shamanistic rituals and and teachings and things that they do and uh, the medicine that they share. Because part of their medicine is the story that they create through their music, that they create through, you know, their acting, through their role play. And so their childish, not childish, but childlike behavior comes across. And so you'll see that they're like that. But they're very serious when it's time to be serious about the medicine work they do. They're very super, super, super serious about that because it's, it's, it's important to them. It's very valuable to them. And um, so... You know, there's a time to play and there's a time to be in true ceremony. But you can also be in ceremony in play too. So throughout this throughout this journey that I'm going to share with you guys, this story tonight is going to be story a little bit about myself, a little bit about you know the traditions that I come from. <clears throat> I've I've been challenged by other people, other native uh, uh, groups. You know that that I'm a white man doing. Native American spirituality, but what they fail to understand is I'm not just a white man. I'm part European, and by no fault of my own, that's what happens. You are part of the conquest. You know, you can either live in that energy that oh, woes me. Oh, Iggy's a plastic shaman, or Iggy's not Native enough because he's too white. You know what? This is what I say, you know, to those people who say shit like that, okay? You know what? Don't be like that. That's called judgment. That's called judgmental. That's going out there and, and challenging belief systems because you think your belief system is the only way. Well, you know, I'm here to tell you there's a gazillion ways to reach creator. There's a zillion ways to get to to to, to heaven. There's a hundred million ways to express how you love and how you feel about yourself, how you feel about life, how you feel about it. So for me to come in here and say and have someone come and say and slam me for that? Well, you know, it's obviously they have a problem with parts of themselves in order for them to actually open their mouth and say, hey, you're not native enough. Well, you know what? Like I said, you don't know me, so 
Number two, you have no grounds to even open your mouth to even say anything to even challenge me to that fact. <clears throat> because I would never, number one, the difference between you and me, I would never tell you that you're not white enough, you're not native enough, you're not black enough, you're not yellow enough, you're not red enough, okay? Because I don't care about that. And that doesn't matter to me, okay? If you are connected to spirit and you can connect and commune with spirit in your own personal way, then you are a medicine person. You are a shaman. You are a priest. You are, you know, enlightened. You are awakened. So you don't need anybody's permission to tell you that you're awake. You don't need anybody's certificate to tell you that you're this. Okay? Yeah, you'll have to learn some things along the way. You'll have to go out there and be and kind of put things in your toolbox and add to them. But never, especially young people who are out there who are learning this stuff, never, ever let somebody steal your magic that you've been endowed with by spirit. Because spirit has given us all, okay? Every single person online, every single person on this planet has the potentiality to explode and open up those gifts, okay? And for one person to even have the audacity and the right to open their mouth and say that you're not, I disagree with that, okay? Some of you will create more magic than I will ever be able to create, but I'm creating magic. Some of you will create some amazing things in the future. Some of you are creating amazing things right now. But never, never, never be fearful. Never be afraid to stand up for what you believe in. Never. And you don't need a constitution to tell you that. You don't need to live in the United States. You can live in any part of this world. You stand up and that's what you believe in and that's what you are and that's where you need to be. Never allow somebody to step in and steal and try to take from your heart, from your spirit and from your soul who you think you or who you feel, what you feel you're part of. Because the moment you do, they've won, you've lost, you're at ground zero again, you're starting over, okay? And you know what? That's what some people do, okay? And so every single human being on this planet, every single one of us is a starseed. The potentiality to grow, to become something beyond what we see, beyond the appearances that we see. Some of us just never awake at, certain, at that certain moment, okay? You may be awakening at that moment in time where you see the world completely different. You observe things, and things are just heightened up, and things are just so magical that you want to share it with the world. Sometimes the world's not ready for us. For us starseeds who are awakening. But every single human being comes from stars. Every single person who's on this planet, every single piece of thing that's on this planet comes from that star imploding, exploding. Remember the great magical dance, the, the nothingness, where there was nothing, where two opposing objects met one day out in the universe. And when those two opposing objects met, they met with such force and such velocity, okay? And they were searching for each other. Okay? These two magical, I can't even describe them because my human mind just can't comprehend that. But in my heart does. In my heart, I feel this warmth. I feel this, this gel and this compassion and this love and this understanding. Where love met the unknown. And when they went, and they met, and they created a union, okay? And that union was created, and from that creation, everything went in, 
they danced, they created, they loved, they embraced, they hugged, and then they let go. But they didn't let go because they didn't love each other. They let go because they wanted to expand what they have felt with one another. And they went like this, just still seeing each other, still honoring each other, still loving each other. And that universe and those feelings and those love and that energy just went outward, out to every corner of this universe, this galaxy, this thing that we call the infinite. And science today is still baffled why the universe is still expanding. Why? Because it's unconditional love, man. It's the unconditional love that's expanding, that's growing, that's manifesting outwardly. We come from a collapsed star. We are, we're from the stars. That's why we're all star seeds. That's why we're all children of the heavens. Every single one of us. Not one of us is excluded from that. What happens is we don't remember that we're stars. We don't remember that we come from this unknown regions and this, and this star and this sun and this planet and this rock and this meteor and all these different things. But that's where we come from. We come from everywhere. We're everything and nothing at the same time. And that's what I think frustrates people sometimes because they're longing to reach and find and try to understand who they are, what they are, and what they mean to, you know, the existence of everything that's around them and with them. And, you know, the starseeds are everywhere. You turn into the starseed. It's a starseed. My candle is a starseed. My microphone's a starseed. My cell phone's a starseed. Everything's a starseed. Don't get confused. Don't be confused. Don't get caught up in, the, in that mundane doctrine that things have to be a certain way. Absolutely not. You know what? Doctrine is created there in order for us to try to understand why things are the way they are. And some doctrine has value. Some doctrine has a place. So, you know, I mean, to begin with, this show is called The Gifted Children. The Gifted Children are who? The Gifted Children are all of us. We are the children of the universe. We are the children of Creator. Even if you're an atheist, it doesn't matter. Something created you. If you can't believe that, then you know what? I can't help you. I can't help you understand because I can't paint a picture for you because you've already painted a picture. And for those of you who believe, I can't help you. I can't help you paint a picture because the picture is my picture, your picture, your belief. But you can paint the picture and share that with the world. And I can paint my picture and share it with the world. And sometimes those pictures look alike. And sometimes those pictures come in. My right hand and my left hand look alike. But when you look closely, they're very different. They're very opposing. One hand may be a little bit longer than the other. My pinkies may look the same. My fingers may look the same. But they're not. My eyes are different. But, they're, but they see they're on my body. So to understand, even us, we are in contrast with ourselves. There's things about us that is in contrast. So we are the star child. We are the star children. We are the star adults. We are all of those things. Now, I can come here and give you facts like anybody could, but I'll give you my interpretations of how I see the world. Okay? A lot of us know these star seeds 
and from those seeds come these children, the indigo children, the crystal children, and now the rainbow children. Okay? Well, it's kind of funny in my traditions, the rainbow prophecies, you know, in Native American traditions, the Condor Eagle prophecies, they talk about the rainbow people, the rainbow people coming back and bringing balance and order to the world. Number one, from 1960 to 1990, I believe, we have the indigos. Okay? Now, I'm going to tell all of you that we're all a little bit of everything because we're star seeds. So we carry those messages. We carry that DNA. We carry that encoded message. So some of us will have a little bit of everything. Okay? So don't get landlocked that you're a certain way. Don't just get landlocked that you're just an indigo or you're just a crystal or you're just a rainbow. You're a little bit of everything. Okay? And so I don't want you to get frustrated and, and, and feel that things are a certain way. But it does make sense. And it will make a little bit more sense as we talk. Those of us who are indigos are considered the warrior children. Okay? We are the children who wanted – we're kind of like at the tailcoat of the baby boomers. So we're Generation X. We're the Gen X generation. Okay? We're considered the ones who defy everything, challenge everything. Okay? Come into this life saying, hey, I don't believe that. We're the protesters, okay? We're the ones that make, you know, a little bit of ruckus, okay? Which opens the doors for our brothers and sisters who are the crystal children, who are very connected to crystals, of course. You'll know these people just because of the how and what they, what they, uh, they carry and they connect on their own, okay? Crystal children are very connected to stones. They're very connected to crystals, for sure. They're very, they're very telepathic, okay? They are, their job is here to come to help mankind. That's what they're here to do, you know? And, you know, the indigos are kind of like rebels. They, they, they're, they, they fall and they get behind causes and they defend people. They want people to be treated fairly. They're very creative. Not very patient, okay? They, they need to know. They have to be on top of it. So these are things that you probably feel. Now, from the, rain, the, the rainbows, okay, come from the crystals, okay? So they're born into, they're Generation Z, okay? They're the Gen Z, okay? Those are, those are the people who are kind of like vegans. They're the ones who don't eat a lot of meat and stuff. They're, they're very connected to Earth. They vibrate in the energy that's very different than probably the Gen Ys and then Gen Xs because that's how they are. Those are the ones who are very, very spiritual. They vibrate in a very different energy. They're very brave. They're very outgoing. They're very connected to Earth. They're very connected to that energy. So now you have all these, all these labels, which I call them labels, because that's what they are. We're just labeling people, you know. And all these different things, they're all connected. They're all in it together. So we're here, and we're here to share who we are in this world. So even if you're, if you believe you're an indigo, you believe you're a crystal, you believe you're a rainbow, that's fine. And that's okay. And that's no problem with that. Because it's important that you share what's on your heart. Sometimes we don't share because we're afraid how people are going to, you know, treat us, how people are going to handle us or whatever. But be open to the possibilities. Be open to the possibilities because the possibilities are all sometimes we have. And, you know, we're here to learn. We're here to learn. And, you know, 
you know, the spirit works through all of us in our unique ways. So there's no right or wrong way to obtain spirituality, to obtain what you need to obtain. It comes through us. But we are all part of the great grand scheme. Okay. Now, I know some of the things I say may challenge some belief systems, may challenge some people's, you know, religious ideas about things. But I'm not here to tell you. I'm only here to share with you how I see the world and how maybe others see the world. It doesn't matter. Even if I believed in Christian, I, I am Christian, but I, it, my Christianity version is much different probably than a lot of other people's. And I don't want to get into that today because it's a whole different show there. But we have to be open-minded that things aren't always how they appear. Things aren't always how we think they should be. Okay? It's, it's kind of like when there's an accident on the corner there and there's five people there and they all see the accident differently. But yet we know there's an accident. But yet we all have our version. Some of us saw it. Some of us heard it. Some of us completely blanked out on it. Everybody approaches and everybody sees the world in the eyes that they have been given and been bestowed with. So I'm going to read a list to you. The indigos. The indigo children are the destroyers of the system. They are the ones who are there to challenge the system, challenge everything. They're rebels. They believe people should be fair, be treated fairly. They're stubborn, strong-willed, at times have authoritative problems. They're very creative, not afraid to try things. Sometimes they're not too patient. They get frustrated very easily, and they need to know. Okay? And like I said earlier, that's from 1960 to 1990. Most of us will have some aspects of um, of the indigo in us. Okay? Because... You know, there is no time and space, really, so there are aspects of us, and there's aspects of us that we learn and we absorb and we energetically take on. So those indigos are kind of your Gen X warriors, I call them. Sounds like a video game. Gen X warriors! Dun, 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 dun. Now, your crystal children, they are the creative new. That's what I call them, creative new. They come to help mankind after... The Gen Xers brought down the system, opened up the doors, okay? And they've created, you know, the energy, all right? And now, but also the indigo children actually have an aura of indigo color around them. That's how you know who they are. And, um, and that's how they are. And sometimes they have a, they're called the blue people, but they're not really blue. It's, it's indigo. But um, I have a fascination with blue glass. Like, I collect blue glass, like cobalt blue glass I have in my office. And... Because there's something about the blue that just grounds me. There's something about it that's very powerful. Because I'm also part of that part warrior too. You know, I, I want to bring down parts of the system. Now the crystal children, okay, they are the creators. They're the ones who, this is kind of like the seed stories I told you last week. They come in and they take their creation, okay? They enjoy nature, beauty of the world. They have a natural instinct to help others, okay? They're very forgiving. They're telepathic. They long for relationships, enjoy music. They're very sensitive. They're very intuitive. They have a calm presence about them. They're very good meditators. They're empaths. Okay, so from 1980 to 2000, they're the Gen Ys. Okay, now remember, different people have different ideas about where the times and dates stand. Don't get stuck on that, okay? All right, because Indigo also has telepathic, okay? They are very sensitive and very intuitive as well. They have a calm presence when they want to do it. So they overlap. There's no, there's no one way 
is right here. So you're going to have a little bit of aspects of everything. You're going to be the ICR, okay? Indigo crystal rainbow, okay? You're going to be able to f kind of flip between them because after the, the new millennium came in and, and the 2012 count and everything shifted, okay, <clears throat> we all shifted energetically. Things have been different, all right? So you think about it. In the 60s to the 90s, Life was a lot different. There was not a lot of technology per se like there is today. Okay, when you start going into 1980 to 2000, <clears throat> it's all about the acceleration, everything moving quicker and faster. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry about that. <clears throat> but they moved into that space where they're getting ready to create. You know, those are your Steve Jobs and all those guys and all these the Googles and all those people who create. And manifest and move things. At two, the year 2000, everything is in super acceleration. Boom, fast, boom, moving quickly and fast. Okay? From the crystals come the rainbow children. Okay? They're the ones that give life. Okay? They're here to help humanity. Okay? And earlier I mentioned that a lot of, a lot of the rainbow children, they're vegans. They're born to crystal children. They're advanced and evolved spiritually. Okay? They're givers. They vibrate an energy of unconditional love. They're in service to humankind, loving and generous, fine in their world. They have a care for others. They're very brave. They can handle hardships compared to like the other two. They're able to take on that stress and pressures a little bit different, and they can actually shrug it off compared to how some of the other children are. They're very telepathic, okay? And they're very happy at most of the time. So... Of the three, we're all telepathic, we're all empathic, we're all very uh, connected to spirit. That's the biggest thing, that we're all connected to spirit. Spirit moves all of us, and all our energy moves through that. So you have your indigos, your crystals, your rainbows, and you know those are your three major, and there's some other ones, but we won't get into those. <clears throat> but they all come together, and they all intertwine, they all mix, and they all work together. So basically, you have your elder group, okay? Your older group helping the younger group, and then the younger group learning from the examples of the others. So one's a destroyer, one's a creator, and the other one is the giver of life. The givers of life are the ones who take all the things that we've destroyed and taken all the things that we've created and manifested them. <clears throat> They're the ones who are connected to, to, to technology, like, right away. Like, they don't have their, – their whole existence – is not without. It will, they will, they will, their first indoctrination will be through technology. Everything about their whole existence will be hand-in-hand, toe-in-toe with technology versus the indigos and the crystals. The crystals had to... We had to create that stuff. We had to make that stuff and prepare that stuff so the rainbow children can lay the path for the next group that's coming. We had to do that. I'm an indigo and a crystal, and a rainbow, a little bit of a river, but I fall more into the indigo category because I wasn't, con I wasn't connected to, I wasn't connected to um, the technology, the way rainbows and part of the crystal groups are, okay? So, what happens is, we rely on this, sometimes, our mind, and not that the other groups don't, but we're very, we're very, um, we're very brainy sometimes about what we do because we had to really think about how we were going to approach things, how we were going to move through things, how we were going to navigate through the waters. 
we actually had to use a compass, you know, versus putting a compass on your phone and turning an, an app on and, and it doing it for you. We actually literally had to set the plot, the course, plot the dates. There was a time where you didn't even have um, Google Maps. There was a time where we had to actually literally get an atlas out and write down our path where we were going. For those of you who remember, some of us, we really had to chart the course. And that's what Indigos have done. They've, they're the ones who've charted the course by bringing down the system that we have. And we have. Those are your hippies. Those are the people who protested and the ones who went to war and the ones who've done everything. Indigos aren't just hippies. Indigos are all that generation trying to do and try to change things in the way they thought was it should have been done. So when we look at that, Generation X, the, X, the Gen Xers, okay, they were the ones who were actually creating the roadmaps. They were the ones that were actually had to follow a set of patterns, a set of directions, a set of uh, conditions. You know, I remember I had to use a dime, okay, and then it went up to a quarter. If I wanted to use the phone to call anybody, I don't even remember even having to, to even want to talk to anybody or reach out to anybody because all my friends were in the neighborhood. All my friends were in my community. All my friends were in, in the little community that we created inside of an apartment complex. So we were very close-knitted. That's why we were able to come up with brainstorming ideas and come up with these amazing things because we had to work together to create whatever we wanted to create. There was no computers. There was maybe TV, but Saturday night, Saturday cartoons were on Saturday and that was it. There was no 24 hour cartoon. Okay. And then eventually four o'clock cartoon came in after we got off school because parents had to go to work. We had now two parents have to go to work. Now we have to watch Someone has to become the babysitter. What happens? Who becomes the babysitter? The TV becomes the babysitter. You plop a kid in front of the TV, okay, and they watch TV and they watch whatever. And then, you know, it just progresses through. So the Indigos had to work really super hard to even be heard, to even be acknowledged, to even understand. And that's why they're so – they can become very frustrated. They can become very uh, annoyed, okay, and not be patient because – they're so used to waiting, and when things don't work, sometimes you watch, and indigos or people from my generation have a difficult time with um, technology, and the only reason they have a hard time with technology is because they expect technology to be kind of like them, on it, on the ball. You figure by the time we have technology, you know, they should know what they're doing. That's kind of how indigos are. Indigos are really, really there. All right, so... The indigos are the ones who break down the system. We're the ones who, who say, hey, you know what? There's problems. We need to fix them. We need to you know, get out there and tell the world that love's the way, peace is the way. You know, we're the ones who like, you know, introduce these new ideas and all these different things. But are we heard? Not all the time. Not necessarily. All right? And yes, Beck, we are breaking down the programming. That is correct. We are breaking down the programming. That's exactly what we're doing. All right. So once the programming is done, we become very vulnerable too. We become very open and susceptible to more reprogramming. The reprogramming, you know, has to be quick and fast. So enter 1980 to 2000. We have, and there's a gap in there of 10 years too, also between um, 10,000, I believe, where there's a lot that goes on. So now we come into the crystals. They're here to help mankind. They're the ones that now, after the system has been broken down, the system is no longer. You know, <laughs> Mr. Rogers, you know, the system's broken down. 
you know, their job is to become creative. How do now? How do we reprogram? How do we go out there and tell our message? How do we tell people about forgiveness? How do we tell people about being sensitive, intuitive, okay, and to see the beauty in the world? Well, then we have these people who create these amazing things. They begin the next step. They create the next step of that evolution, of the starseed evolution, the unlocking. Some indigos come along as crystal children. They move from indigo to crystal, or they have indigo crystal. They become the indigo crystal kids. So they're actually an infusion of indigo and crystal together. Okay, so now they're moving into opening, opening up into this new ideas. They enjoy nature. You know, they're very telepathic. All these groups are very telepathic. They're very sensitive. They have a calm presence. About it. If you ever look and you ever watch some of these, these business people who are very big, who are the ones with, who are in technology, they're not really hyper people. They're very quiet. They're very reserved. But they know where they're going. They have an idea, and they're like, boom, we're going there. That's what we're going to do, and that's how we're going to obtain it. That's how we're going to reach it. Now, like I said earlier, we're all a little bit of all of it because we infuse and we learn and we, and we bring in and we absorb, and we, we just it's just a natural thing. So your creators now are the ones creating, setting the, the foundation for the next group. They're the ones that bring in the technology. They're the ones that are sharing and doing all of these um, – I want to call them crazy things, but they, they go outside of the box. They go outside of the program. They go outside of the system, and they, they present it to the world, and the world goes yay or nay. Okay, remember, remember everything – the programming has been shut down. It's been uh, exposed. It's been you – know, uh, leadership has been exposed. All kinds of things have been exposed. Now here we are. Now we're here in this present moment. We're the crystalline children. We're the crystals. Okay? If you know anything about crystals, they refract. They, they, they bend light. You know, they do all kinds of stuff. But crystals also hold information. For those of you who know, crystals, you know, hold of recorded energy, recorded messages. It records every sunlight that runs through it, passes through it, and it records that energetic vibration of the earth. And this is just one crystal. Just imagine all the crystals that are underneath this earth and underneath, you know, in caves and underneath the ground and how they move through, connecting and talking to one another. So now the crystal children, they're here to help mankind. They're the ones that create. And not all the things they create work or are accepted or are taken on or is embraced with open arms because not everybody's ready for it. Not everybody's willing to you know, learn from that or willing to create that, all right? And so then we come to everybody, the rainbow children, the, the new generation, okay, the, the Gen Zs, okay? They're the ones who have learned, who have watched us through history, through historic, you know, documentation, all right? They come to this present moment, okay? So they're they're after the 2000 mark, the year after the 2000s. Okay, so after, you know, 9-11 and all that stuff, how that changed, this next generation only knows the world one way. They only know the world as being very protective, very dark, very whatever. But within that darkness, within that, that energetic, you know, pool, the rainbow children are their givers of life. They give. Okay, they're here to help humanity. They're here to restore everything that was broken down. They're here to accelerate the creativity and the things that were created. They're here to change all that. They're here to 
put that all in, in perspective, all that into uh, a way that it was it will help all mankind, all humanity. Okay. So the rainbows, are you a rainbow? Of course. Are you a crystal? Of course. Are you part of indigo? Of course. Okay. If you were to landlock someone just in one in one belief system and one way of what that what what um, you know a light worker is, okay, that could cause a lot of issues for somebody who really wants to move into another existence. No, you got to be a warrior, and you're always a warrior. No, there's a day to warrior, and there's a day to create, and there's a day to serve. Okay. So the rainbows are servers. Now they're serving. Now they're the ones who are moving into that space. There'll be a time where you have to be an indigo again. You have to be a warrior. There's another day where you have to create again. There's another day where you have to get, you know, set your things aside and give back to humanity what humanity's been waiting for. All right? I, so that's what we're doing. We're trying to create. We're trying to manifest. We're trying to open up. And you know what? When the universe, you know, you know, exploded and created, it's a gift. That was a gift given to us. And that gift, by being these star children, it makes you wonder what the universe was kind of like. Makes you wonder what happens, what what moves on, what what stirs in in that big cosmic unknown out there. But there's a reflection. The reflection is us. We are the reflection of that universe. It reflects, and we reflect back to it, and it reflects to us some aspects of ourselves. Just like other people reflect back to us aspects, not all of us, but aspects. Okay? I remember when my friends would say, you know, God created the earth in seven days. I said, no, actually, God created the earth in six days. And then, no, no, it's just seven. I said, but he took a break on the seventh day. He rested, so or she rested. You know, I'm like, so there was no, really no creation. Maybe the creation of resting. I don't know. But, you know, that that's kind of where I think, you know, sometimes Sunday's just kind of like that day. It's just like, eh, who knows if it was even Sunday. But regardless, you know, it's it's interesting when we get caught in, in dogmatic um, belief systems. So some of you may feel frustrated. Some of you may feel like your life isn't really presenting itself the way you want. And the reason that may be is because you're moving out of the phases of being in certain, um, you know, how do you call it, seed uh, categories, okay? Either you're crystal, indigo, or rainbow, or you're, or you're moving back and forth between all of them. I really believe we move between all of them. I don't believe that we get stuck or we're 100% one or the other. I think we have a little bit of everything. It's kind of like the gifts given to us from spirit. Those are gifts from spirit, and we're allowed to tap into that resource and be that specific way. Now, a lot of people would say that indigo children are the ones who, you know, have a really hard time to express. And I believe that. I believe that indigo kids are hard. And I believe crystals are hard. And I believe rainbows sometimes just let things happen and let be. But the crystals and the indigos are really, really ones who are very very outside the parameters that have been created, okay? Outside the creation, all right? Now, will there be another group of people? I'm sure there is because, you know, we just keep evolving. We keep changing, all right? And so here we are, you know. We're, we're the children of the universe. We're the children of, 
of the Big Bang. And when they call it the Big Bang, you know, usually the way they describe it, I see two opposing objects meeting for the first time and embracing in love. And from that, we're created and we're made from that. And that's why we are who we are. Now, are you an indigo? Are you a rainbow? Are you a crystal? That's really for you to figure out. That's really for you to say, what am I? Am I this or am I that? Is it important to be one or another, one or the other? Is it important to say, yeah, I'm this way or that way? Maybe for some people that's important so they can resonate in that energy and be in that place they need to be. But I would suggest that you just understand that there are some aspects of you that is all of it. Because when you're all of it, you're none of them at the same time. Okay? And you have to really think about what I'm saying that. Okay? Because everything really, it's an illusion of what we are. We're in this planet. We've created this planet. We've created this whole system in order to serve us in a certain way. But these are people before who are other type of seeds, other type of vibrational energies who came before us, who sat a foundation that they believe was proper for us to be. It was very, uh, very slave-oriented creation where there was monarchies, where there was kings, where there was rulers, where there were supreme beings, where they were, they were these things that we call gods, okay, that we called gods. And gods were no more than just people who had more knowledge than other people and the common person. But that common person didn't believe that they were as worthy, that they weren't as talented, that they didn't have it as good. But one day, one star seed woke up and said, hey, why do they get all the stuff? Why are they able to do this? Why do they get that? And that star seed probably was destroyed. But then another one woke up. Hey, why did he destroy that that seed? What did he do? He just asked a question, you know. And then then the next one came and said, "Hey, why did they destroy that one and that one? What's going on here? What's happening?" And then you create this 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 spirit inside of people that has always been there. This awakening happens. This metamorphosis, this energetic release that they can't even explain. Okay, and yeah, there's been tons of gods throughout. You know man's history, woman's history. And we created because we didn't have answers. We didn't have the ways to explain why things were the certain way and why things happened a certain way or why we felt that maybe we were being punished by something much bigger than us. I'm here to say that creator doesn't punish you. You know, spirit doesn't punish. Spirit is here to give you what you need. And sometimes, you know, we get the drought and we are lacking without but there's something there that we were supposed to learn from that. There was something there that we had to battle for and that we had to strive for. We had to figure out and learn how to transport water from the lake to the area we're living. Or we move from the area we're living to the lake. You know? Man was been tested time and time. Our star seed and ability has been tested constantly. If we want to survive then we have to adapt and we have to remember. We have to remember why and why and where we're at. But it's hard for some people to open up that gift that's inside them because it's challenging and it's difficult sometimes. 
Man, from the beginning of time, when man was given the first fires, the first fire seed from the heavens, they captured that because they didn't know how to make it. They captured that and they put it in a bottle, okay? And they kept the torches lit once that happened because they knew that that spark from heaven, that gift from heaven, and I guarantee they probably didn't think that the world would be where it's at today by capturing that star seed that fell from the sky, that gift from that bolt of lightning that hit the tree and sparked that tree on fire. At first it was fearful. At first it was like, whoa, what happened here? You know, that'll burn us. You know, that's hot. But there was one or two or three or four or five that said, what happens if we capture that, that magic, that gift? What if we take that energy and harness it? Okay, and this is, this is how the starseeds remember. And that's how they evolve and how they change and how they manifest and how they you know, have that spiritual evolution. So the starseeds, they create and grab the fire for the first time. The ones who grab the fire... And put it and kept the torch lit. When that torch was about to burn out, they had the next torch ready to go. They seemed to have advanced a little bit quicker than the ones that didn't. The ones who were a little different. I'm not saying they didn't advance, but they had an advantage. And so the advantage was that they received gifts that we all had. We all had the opportunity to absorb that energy and to ch channel that energy. Okay. And then you know what happens? They evolve in a different way. And the other group evolves in a different way. And then all of a sudden, they're carrying this torch and this fire. And then eventually, they figure out that they can actually reproduce and recreate by mere chances. A lot of things the starseeds begin to remember. They begin to understand, hey, there's more up here than we give ourselves credit to. Okay? As soon as they start creating this stuff, they start doing this, they... They, they take two sticks, burn it, they put a little hole and they start rubbing sticks and stones, rubbing sticks, and it gets hot. Then they start to create, they start to understand, they start to manifest. And then so these starseeds create over, they harness, they learn. The starseeds start to watch and they look and they see on the ground how the water's collecting, the drinking waters. So they start to go, oh, I have an idea. Maybe we can collect the waters that fall from the sky instead of letting it run away. All right? I mean, my God, they, they made batteries out of potatoes. Okay? So there's all kinds of things that begin to happen. And, you know, the funny thing about it is that the systems of old had to break down in order for the systems of new to create. So they had their indigos too. They had their indigos of, you know... What is this? This challenges. Let's let's do this. Let's move this. Let's let's get in this. And then you had your creators that came in. You know, those are your crystals. So this is something that this is why I get really. I, it's a really caution for me to when I talk about indigos and crystals and rainbows and stuff because this isn't new. This is new stuff. This isn't like something that is like, oh well, I'm an indigo and I'm a crystal and look at me, I'm a rainbow. No, it's not that way. It's not that way. And that's why we only label things in order to understand what we need to understand. Sometimes we don't even understand when we label it. But this has been happening from the day man started walking. The man took and man and woman took their first steps 
okay, from wherever they came from or landed from on this planet. And when they did that, there was a whole series of things that happened. Now we come into a little bit more where people start to work together. People go, well, now, you know, by myself, I'm a little bit alone. And remember, everybody lived, you know, kind of in their own nomadic tribes and their groups. But little by little, they began to create, manifest, you know, stones, iron, you know. Then they begin to create cities. They create, create, you know, money systems, you know, banking systems. They start creating all these different things in order for people to stick together and be together. Okay, so these are, these are things that starseeds star seeds did together. And that's why I said we're all starseeds. If we're going to label anybody anything, we're all starseeds. Every single one of us, because that's where we come from. We come from the stars. We come from spirit. That's where we're from. We're all, all my relations. You know, the Native American traditions, we are all related. We are all brothers and sisters. So, but we create this system. We create this environment in order for us to work together, protect each other, so we can harness the power of one and into many. So when we take the power of one and harness it into many, we can do a lot more. And that's what happens with men. But what happens is we create this system. We create this system, okay, and this system that we create serves us for a time and serves us for a moment. But for some people who are advanced and move forward as star seeds in a different in a different pattern of star seeding, okay, they create and they create their seeds and they start to do things their way. And then the ones who have not opened up their gifts yet, okay, they go along with the pattern. They go along with the system for now because it serves them and it has functionality and it's able to do whatever it needs to do in that moment in time. And throughout history, it doesn't matter. Somewhere along the line, the indigos come back and the indigos go, you know what? I about had it with this. I think it's time to run and become the warriors again. And tear this system down. And the indigos come return. Disrupt. They're the rebellious ones. They're the ones that come in there and they change everything. Okay. So indigos have been around since the beginning of time. Okay. So their purpose is to unleash whatever and break down the system that is. Okay. And the things that frustrate them. The things that lie and lock them. And then when they do, the system becomes exposed. Okay, and when the system becomes exposed, enters the next group, which is your crystal children. They're the ones who come in there and change it. So this is a pattern, my friends. This is something that happens all through the millennia. Okay, so indigos didn't just appear out of nowhere. And in in nine, what was that? In 1960 to 1990, the indigos just appeared. Hey, we're here. You know, we sorry we've been gone for so long. You know, <laughs> oh, well, we better break it down now because we've been gone for so long. No, it's, it's been around. It's always been here. They've always been here, okay? They just didn't plop out of the sky just out of, you know, nowhere. No, they're here. They're, they're divine intervention by God, by spirit, whatever you want to call it, okay? Creator inactivates when it's time to change something. Now, the rainbows, the same way, okay? The crystals, yeah, when it's time to... Organize and revamp and reach these things. They're there. They step up to the plate. They're the ones that step up. They're the ones that go, okay, it's time to step up. It's time to move. So the crystallins have always been here. Why? Because there's always been crystals on the earth. 
And since the beginning of time, there's been crystal in the earth. That means there's always been crystalline children. There's always been that energy because we are from the stars and we are the crystals. So we cannot be not already here. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. So that old doctrine and that old metaphysical and holistic doctrine that 1980 to 2000, the Gen Ys are the crystal children. So they just got here. You know what I'm saying? You got me? Show me with my cigar in my mouth. No, they've always been here, my friends. They've always been here. The Gen Xs have always been here. The Gen Ys have always been here. We just label them because we don't understand how to put anybody in a better category and say, we're all the same. But yeah, they're just a little bit different than us. Yeah, of course they're a little bit different than us because they're other people. They have different... They see the crap that we've created. They see the stuff that didn't work for us and they want to change that. And that's why they're here to break down the system. And as soon as all that stuff's done and created... I'm our rainbow children, you know. My grandkids are rainbows, you know. My 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 sisters who who's listening to the show, her kids are the rainbow kids. But the rainbow means that they're they embrace everybody, that they're 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 willing to love and unconditionally un- invite people into their hearts. They're very guarded though. You know, you violate that space, then you know you have an issue, you have a problem. And that's something that you do because all these groups are very sensitive. But everybody, everybody on this planet has that encoding. Every human being. Okay? And we have a little bit of everything. If if I had it my way and I wanted to change things, I would do away with indigo children, crystal children, and rainbow children. And you know what? I would just say that we're just starseeds, period. That's it. And we all have our 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 papers and our orders, what we're supposed to do while we're here on planet Earth and how we're supposed to help navigate through whatever we feel we need to navigate and whatever we need to destroy or bring up, corrupt, destroy, manifest, rebuild, you know, grow and do whatever we need to do. So you don't really hear me talk about indigos and crystals and rainbows and stuff because I'm probably all three of these things if I was going to think. There's all aspects of myself, person. When I read this, I'm going, well, I'm pretty telepathic. I can talk to my friends without opening my mouth. And there's some people who I know, you know, who I can talk to without even opening, maybe saying two words, and they already got what I'm saying. Is that telepathy or is that chance? No, it's telepathy. It's, it's a form of telepathy. No one really knows how telepathy works. We just know that it's, it, was, it was done. It was used. Imagine all the people who were enslaved and they had to build pyramids and stuff. They weren't allowed to talk, so they had to figure out a way to communicate, right? So what was the best way of communication? Well, telepathy, of course, or sign language or whatever. Isn't telepathy something where it goes mind to mind and you can read someone's mind? It's like, oh, man, you just finished my sentence, man. You can talk. To, I don't know how you read my mind. How would you know? It's because it's telepathy. We're telepathic. We have energy, and energy moves, and energy comes back, and energy is resor- absorbed. When somebody's negative and they feel yucky and they come up to you, what do you do? You're like, ooh. Some of you go, oh, man, no, no, no hugs today. You know? That's just how it is because we're remembering. As starseeds, we're remembering our gifts. We're embracing our gifts. We're, we're doing the things that are naturally innate in our system, inside of us. But some of us are afraid to use it because it's too woo-woo. The woo-woo. And woo-woo is real for some people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I understand. I understand, Phil. I got it. I know what you're saying. 
And you know what? And I have nothing nothing against calling people rainbows or crystals or indigo. But I just I just want people to know that when you start labeling your kids a certain way and you start putting things on them, your kids they they hear everything, they listen to everything, you know, they things you don't even talk about, they, they they know. I know my kids do certain things and I'm like, Wow, they did listen to me. I think my uh today my friend Jan was telling me how she used to pick up dirt and or grass, or whatever she would smell it. You know, just she was just grateful and thankful. And she saw her son do it and she's like, Wow, I never taught you how to do that. He goes, Well mom, you know, you do it and you know he, she didn't have to tell him because in a telepathic way she already told him. He understood by observation, telepathy. Telepathy see we think of telepathy like we see in the science fiction movies where we're going read my mind. Maybe it's like that. I don't know. Maybe for some people. I think telepathy is an understanding, a knowing, a feeling. You know, I can look at someone in the eyes and they could, you know, that's why I say it's 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 the windows to someone's soul. You know, when you look at somebody in the eyes. You know? I eyes are very I connect with eyes very powerfully. You know, I can see and I don't know what I'm feeling, but I know something is I can read it. It's like a language I didn't then you know I could speak. You know, so careful I look at your eyes. No, <laughs> but um yeah, I mean there's we're just all all from spirit. So when we're all from spirit, you're gonna have gifts. And you know, there's some of the great sages of the world said that, you know, we're we're just as gifted as they are. They're nothing really special. We just have to be in tune and tap into what we we know. Okay? Some of us just need a little help sometimes to tap into what we need to know. And it's not always easy to tap into the things that we, the unknown. Some of us don't even know that even exists. All right? And there's so many ways to communicate non-verbally. Non-verbally is the most primitive way to communicate, number one, in my opinion, personally. There's touch, feel, smell, you know? Unspoken word. Unspoken word is powerful. Super powerful. Take you on a journey. Okay, a little meditation. Take you on a little trip. As we burn a little bit of warm water here. As we change gears a little bit. Just want you to take a moment, just kind of relax, just where you're at, either on your bed, your chair, your car. If you're driving, I would pull over. <laughs> I don't need anybody starseeding too fast. Okay, I need you just to just find a comfortable place where you're you're comfortable and where you just want to take this journey. Okay, if you're there. I want you to know this is by invitation. I invite you to this this journey, this meditation, this place where you're going to travel. 
And any time that you want to open your eyes, you can. Any time that you're done with this meditation, you feel like it's not serving you, you're done. This is for you. This is your your moment. Okay? So I just want you to relax. I want you to feel your feet to the ground. Palms open if you can, if you want. You do what's you do how you feel it's and you resonate with. I want you to take one big deep breath through the nostrils and blow out. Take a deep breath again through your nose. Hold, let go. Another deep breath. And now. Very good. You should feel a little relaxed now. You should hear the water rolling in the background. The flute playing a little bit. Now I want you to pick a number. One through ten. Once you have the number in your mind's eye. This number is to help you come back. If you need to come back very quickly, very fast, very safe. It brings you back to where you're at in the present moment. If you want to continue in the journey and you feel a little bit of hesitation, I want you to pick a color, any color in the rainbow, any color that hasn't been seen by the human eye. I want you to hold that in your mind's eye, in your heart, in your spirit. This is your protection. This will hold space for you when you're on your journey so you can feel. And then, as you have that color, I want you to create a sphere around you. This sphere is your protection. So nothing can come in. Nothing can come into this sphere unless you invite it into the sphere. Nothing can, you know, penetrate it. doesn't matter what it is. It just can't. It's protection. It's white light. It's around you. Create that protection. Now, just relax. Just hear my voice. As you sit in your bubble, your bubble begins to rise as you lift your hands. As you lift your hands, you're in total control of this bubble. As we lift up into the sky, our bubble begins to rotate. In all directions we look, we can see the earth, the waters. We can see our chair. We can see where we're at, where our house is as we look down, feeling safe, feeling secure as we're traveling up and higher. We begin to move up and up into the atmosphere, higher and higher, until we see nothing but the waters, the land, the formations. They look like a map. We see the lights from the big cities as they're on during the day, off the night. We travel higher. We see the Himalayas. We travel higher and higher. We begin to go outside of of the atmosphere that protects us, that keeps us safe. But we're in our bubble, and we're safe. And we move outside of our bubble, we move higher and higher, we're into outer space. And we're looking, and we see everything, all the stars. We see the moon, the planets, the sun in the distance. We see everything. In our curiosity, we begin to move forward. We begin to move forward, and faster and faster, 
and our will begins to move quicker and quicker, faster than the speed of light. We travel, our hands completely out. As we control our destiny, we control our experience. We control what we want to see. We begin to see side to side, and we see the patterns. We see the waves, the music, the sounds. We see the visions of our life and the stories we've created in that life as we travel. We move quicker and faster through space and time to the place where there is no space and time. And then we move faster and quicker till we see nothing and we feel nothing. We almost feel like we're not even moving, like we're traveling so fast. And then we arrive to our destination. We come to this big mirror in outer space, humongous mirror, one of the biggest mirrors I've ever seen in my entire life. So beautiful. And outside of this mirror, we see this fringe of gold and rainbows and indigos and crystals that adorn it all the way around. And we're intrigued by it. And we move quicker and faster towards this big mirror at the end of the world's ends of the galaxies. We've come, we've traveled so far. And then we come up to the mirror and we see the beautiful blue flame, the cobalt blue. And this flame lights up, activates the mirror. And when we look into the mirror, at first we don't see anything. We're a little surprised because we don't see anything. And as the blue light expands and activates the crystals, in the indigos and all the rainbow colors begin to activate. We fart, we begin to see, we begin to see a pattern emerge. And this pattern, as we look closer and deeper into the mirror, we realize it's the image of ourselves. And we look at ourselves in this mirror, this big universal mirror, and we look into it and as we look into this mirror, we're surprised by this mirror. Okay. And we're looking in this mirror. And this mirror is just taking us on this amazing journey. And as we're in this amazing journey, we begin to see ourselves. And then we ask ourselves a question. We ask this question to ourselves, for ourselves, who we are and what we're here to see. And as we look into the mirror, we start to wonder the things that we need to see about ourselves. And as we look into the mirror, we listen for the key words and the things that we need to see. And as we listen... We go one, two, and three. And we ask for a message from ourselves. We ask a message from ourselves for the message that we are about to receive is something very, very powerful and very important to us. Okay. And then we ask Spirit, we ask Spirit to give us a message. And from this message, we begin to 
taking all the indigo colors, the rainbow colors, the crystalline colors into our aura, into our body. We begin to take in the messages that Spirit has given to us. And as we listen there, and Spirit gives us the message, we are thankful, we are grateful for all of that that we are just about to receive. And we ask Spirit, we ask Spirit, and we ask Spirit to leave us with a message that is of importance. And then, as soon as we look, the blue flame begins to retract from all the colors, back to the middle, back to center. Our bubble begins to move away from the energies that we've created together. We give thanks for the message. We give thanks to spirit. And we begin to travel backwards, moving back and back. And we go faster and faster as we return back, back to the destination where we started. Quicker and quicker and faster and faster. And then we return back to planet Earth, the big blue planet. We give thanks. We give thanks because we know we're almost home. We begin to descend back down into the atmosphere in our protection, our bubble. Faster and faster, then we slow down. And then when we return back to our chair, back to our bed, back to the places we are sitting and embracing, and we're home. And we have arrived with our message. So now we're back. Well, I hope you got a message. I hope you got something that you needed from that because it was pretty important. It was important for me to be able to take you on that journey. I just felt like it was important. And um, I hope you understand that the things I talked about today, (coughs) excuse me, our ideas, <clears throat> pardon me, pardon me, our ideas, they're just um, things that we remember. And when we remember things, they become powerful. And when they become powerful, they become ingrained in our spirit and our soul. So with that, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And um, hopefully to get to see everybody this weekend at um, the ComFest. We're going to be doing the free hugs. And I hope that you're able to uh, spend some time with us this weekend. But with that, I want to say Ho'oponopono, peace and love. Be well, my friends. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Iggy Garcia Live, episode 53, The Gifted Children, The Naked Shaman. We'll talk to you soon. Be well. Hi, I'm Earl. I'll be your server this evening. I'll give you folks some time to look the menu over. Just a reminder, all the entrees come with your choice of super salad, side vegetable, and a small bowl of cold hard cash. 
When you shop with Retail Me Not, you find money everywhere. Coupons, deals, cash back on everything, like electronics, travel, clothing, and restaurants at your favorite places like Best Buy, Macy's, and Kohl's. It's kind of a big deal. Visit the site or get the app. Retail Me Not, yours for the saving.